it's Matt here and welcome back to the podcast and welcome back to our three-part series on chronotypes. Now, in the first episode, we spoke about what chronotypes are, how you can identify which type you are, and also the underlying genetic basis of what determines which type of chronotype you are. In this second episode, we're going to speak about what happens when you are not sleeping in harmony with your natural chronotype. As is the case with your basic sleep need, if you fight your biology, you normally lose. And the way that you know you've lost is through disease, sickness, and impairment. And so too is it the case with your chronotype. Unlike morning larks, evening types or night owls they can't fall asleep easily at an early time of night, no matter how hard they try. And this leads to the first and most obvious consequence of not sleeping in harmony with your chronotype, which is a significant reduction in total amount of sleep. What we found is that, on average, morning types report sleeping substantively more than seven hours each and every night. Evening types, however, will average just 6.6 .6 hours of sleep a night. And this is not even for the extreme evening types who fur far worse as a consequence. Now, you could say, look, hang on a minute, Matt, not so fast. Perhaps evening types just have a lower sleep need on average, or for some pathological reason, they can't generate more than seven hours of sleep a night. Au contraire because the numbers I just provided are those during weekdays. Come the less regulated weekend, and things look very different. Morning types are still sleeping around 7.5 hours a night. Evening types, however, will rock it all the way up from the anemic 6.6 .6 hours a night during the week to a whopping 8.9 hours of sleep each night at the weekend. There are two things to note here. First, what this tells us is that night owls are plenty capable of generating a very healthy and very robust amount of sleep. Second, and more concerning, let's assume for a second a 7.5 hour sleep goal for this particular individual. With each passing weeknight, the evening types are going to be accruing a sleep debt, so much so that when it comes to the end of the month, evening types will have amassed almost a 15-hour sleep debt. In other words, they will be 15 hours in overdraft, as it were, on their sleep account. And this is happening week after week, month after month, year after year. Even the electrical quality of deep sleep brainwave activity is compromised in evening types when they are not sleeping in harmony with their chronotype. And they will output almost 50% less deep, slow electrical brainwave activity relative to morning types in the first cycle of their nightly sleep. And there are many ramifications. The partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. What is Athletic Greens? Well, 
It's a nutrition drink which contains a whole constellation of antioxidants, biotics, minerals, essential vitamins. The ingredient list is plentiful, but um, you get the comprehensive picture here. I've been using Athletic Greens for a couple of years now. And just to note, I do buy it myself. I'm not interested in the idea of freebies and the obvious trappings that come by way of that. But I've really been using it for two key reasons. First, I take my health rather seriously. And when it comes to that, I want a full coverage policy in terms of my nutrition. Second, I did my diligence on the science behind the ingredients. And for me, as a scientist, I do place a high priority on that scientific data as ground truth. So if this sounds like something you want to try, go over to athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker, and you will firstly get money off your initial order. Also, if you use that link, which is athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker, they have kindly offered to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D. And as an added benefit for this podcast, you're also going to get five free travel packs with your first purchase. So that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker. Thank you so much for engaging with the ad and the product, by the way. It really does help the podcast and what I'm trying to do here. So thanks very much again. First, and perhaps no wonder, upon awakening, evening types will consume on average 102% more caffeine relative to their rhythmically well-synchronized morning types. Then there are the downstream brain and body consequences. Highlights, or I should really say lowlights, include the fact that evening types are a full 30% more likely to have developed the grave condition of hypertension, which can set you on a path towards stroke and heart attack. In addition, evening types are 1.6 times more likely to develop the medical condition of type 2 diabetes with their bodies being far less capable of properly managing that blood sugar level. And that's in part because of impaired insulin function. Connected to the powerful relationship that we know exists between sleep and the control of your appetite and your hunger hormones, evening types will struggle to maintain a healthy body weight. As a result, they typically, on average, have higher body mass index scores or BMI scores. Those are some of the consequences that we know happen to the body, but upstairs in the brain, mood is hit hardest. Relative to their morning type counterparts, evening types are two to three times more likely to be diagnosed with depression, two to three times more likely to experience feelings of being depressed for weeks in a row, and also two to three times more likely to have lost interest in most things that feel good in life. Unsurprisingly, and as a result, evening types are twice as likely to be using antidepressants relative to morning types. Now, my concern in describing these consequences is that I upset or I worry evening types. In fact, 
I even questioned whether or not I should describe some of these associations for exactly that fear. Look, that is not my intent. Instead, my goal here is threefold. First, I want to try and help evening types realize their true biological nature and not feel guilty for it, but feel vindicated by the truth of the science underlying it. It is not your conscious fault, but rather your genetic predilection. Second is the goal of empowering evening types with the realized knowledge that they may be chronically sleep-deprived, and in doing so, find a schedule, if at all possible, that allows them to sleep more in sync with their natural predilection, with their natural chronotype. Third, and perhaps unrealistic, is to try and topple the ingrained, unlevel playing field of society's work schedule, which is strongly biased towards early start times and therefore will punish owls and favor logs. Because it's these current societal practices that are pushing night owls into an unhealthy sleep rhythm. Now, that situation is slowly improving, but not quick enough. Society must stop chastising night owls based on the incorrect assumption that such preferences are an option for them and that they could easily get up in the morning if they just weren't so slovenly. That's all I'm trying to do here. And I just want to make clear that I'm not a medical doctor and None of the content in this podcast should be considered as medical advice in any way, shape, or form, and nor prescriptive in any way. With that, I will simply say good night. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we will return in the next episode for the final installment on chronotypes. Take care and goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.